Welcome to When Daniel Met Rich. I'm Rich. I'm Daniel. Follow us on Facebook at When Daniel Met Rich. Follow us on Twitter at WDMR Podcast. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Let us know your feedback on the comments on YouTube or on Facebook or Twitter. I'm trying to give Brian something uh, soft to throw at me. <laughs> Softer. You can't throw that. We're going to get him a Nerf gun. That's, oh, uh, that's, yeah. That's it. He deserves he's, a Nerf gun he, for as he's much crap as we gun. give him. Yeah. We're going to get him a Nerf gun. He's getting a Nerf gun. Brian, and we if just you, love if you so start much. getting overly antsy on him, I'm going to give him some thumbtacks to put in the tips of those darts. <laughs> you know, uh, if I was a young single female woman i would have been so turned on by brian this morning oh, yeah. uh he drove this morning he bought a new truck uh cash out of pocket ladies just so you know and uh we were riding here no in the payment. truck and getting truck. in the car Ooh, yeah. and he turned it on and we're like going and he's like here's your music and we're riding this truck and he drove with a, a confidence i haven't seen yet because i haven't nice. had to ride with i haven't gotten a chance to ride with him in his uh, truck, but oh my gosh, ladies! If there's a man to hop in a truck with, it's one Mr. Brian Seymour. Yeah. Holy moly! Oh yeah! What an extraordinarily John Wick-looking piece of hunk! So over there behind the. <laughs> we got a lot of stuff to go over we, today we, while yeah. we're <laughs> while we're gushing over Brian. I wanted to Not start. Not that I like, disagree at can all. Can we really quick? Can I call my grandma and say happy birthday to her? You call your grandma and say Before happy we, birthday to her. Before we uh, get into the, yeah. I said hi to my mom. Topics off today, yes. yeah, also true. Also true. But, you know, if you want to do it on the show, no, I want to do it on the show. All right, you do it on the show. I want to do the How show. How do you have so many voicemails? Uh, I owe a lot of people money. Oh, that is the plight of millennials. It's affording things. That's the plight of this day and age. And doing things. The phone is ringing. I'm trying. Nobody might be home. They might have went out to brunch She's or something. She's too busy uh, entertaining Hello? on her birthday. It's true. Hello? Hello? Is, is this one Ruth Hayes? Yes, it is. Hi, Grandma. You're on When Daniel Met Rich. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Grandma. Thank you. Happy birthday. <laughs> you heard that. Thank you. We just started recording our episode When Daniel Met Rich. Um, of this yes. week. Thanks for liking it on Facebook, by the way. I saw that. You yes, thank it. you. Thanks, it. thanks for support, supporting it. Um, um, did you just say you enjoyed it? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My grandma's been listening oh, to the show. Yeah. That's not good. I'd, uh, I'll cut this section out for you so you can listen to it. Do not listen to the beginning of this episode, Grandma, please. <laughs> Please. Uh, Grandma, how are you? How are all the, the animals there on the farm? Oh, we're all fine. We're all fine? We're all kicking it? Ooh, fine. We're all just hanging in there. That's good. That's good. How is young Travis, the the pup? He is getting better all the time. Getting better He's all the time. Grow up. He's going to grow up to be a good dog someday. <laughs> <laughs> someday. Okay. Should be the goal of all dogs. Grow okay. up to be good. Well, I just wanted to call and say happy birthday. I got to go home and do homework after this, but I did not want to miss you, and I wanted to put you on the show. Well, thank you, and thank you so much for calling. 
You are welcome. Happy birthday. I hope it's a great one. I will call you soon. Okay, love you. Bye-bye. I love you too. Bye. Have a happy birthday. She doesn't give a shit about what I say. No, she doesn't. I hope to God she doesn't listen to this show. (laughs) Oh, my God. Just the way we started the episode, I was just like, oh, man. I can't even. (laughs) I can't even. That's just not Uh, good. What are you talking about cutting? Well, I guess we'll have to cut off the front now. Why? No, I'll cut out that section and I'll send it to her. Cream pieing yourself? saying hi. Yes, cream. I don't know. I was my grandma. Happy birthday, I, I was yeah. We right. love you. Yes, we love you. Thank you, Grandma. Jesus, this was a terrible idea. This was. I should have never done this. This is a bad idea. You reap what you sow, sir. Wow. Anyway, no, no. Snowballing is something completely different. Okay. Well, that was a fun yes. beginning. That was fun. Yes. Anyway, lots of stuff to talk about. This past Sunday, there was a shooting at a. Madden tournament in Florida. Was it Madden 2018? Uh, the game or Madden 19. They were playing the new one. Okay, so they're playing 29- Madden 2019. A disgruntled player, I guess, didn't make the playoffs and got disqualified and came back in and started shooting, turned the gun on himself. It's true. This is exactly what happened. It's an EA-sanctioned tournament because it is an EA sports game. Um, uh, man, I've got all the details right yeah, here. I'm going to take off. My thoughts and feelings on EA are well-known and well-versed on this podcast, so take it away, <laughs> Right? Well, no. I mean, obviously, EA has its own issues outside of that. It To me, it sucks that this had to happen to EA um, on its own because as a company, they're already – here's the deal. They're already ran by shitbags who don't know how to make wise business decisions. That need to feast on a sack of dicks. Uh, yes. They really do because they're – I mean, the one thing that they're best at is screwing over their, their customers. So yeah. there's that. But, you know, um, it still – to me, it still sucks to kind of watch that character that you know has been trying to redeem themselves in a show. And then they just keep eating shit and eating shit and eating shit and then they get hit by a truck. That's kind of how I feel about this situation with EA to where I'm sure at EA while they're, you know, they're money hungry, they, you know, didn't want this to happen. And um, it's been widely agreed that something like this was going to happen in esports sooner than later. Yeah. It was only a matter of time until this happened. It, you know, um, it just sucks for EA that it had to be them um, because they're already so perceived so negatively in the first place. Right. So um, and then this is the kind of event that there would not be security for at all in comparison to Evo, which is the world's biggest fighting game tournament or, you mm-hmm. know, Comic-Con or E3 that, you know, uh, they had zero security. Zilch. Uh, that just makes absolutely no sense to me. Right. If you're going to be gathering a bunch of people mm-hmm. top-notch com- characters who are competitive mm-hmm. and aggressively competitive you've got to have layers and layers and layers of security it's so at, very the, true. The, at that event so uh, he, uh unfortunately uh many were wounded yeah. uh, elijah Shoeboy clayton age 22 was shot and killed as well as Taylor Spot Me Please Robertson, age 27. Uh, Elijah Clayton, uh, spoken uh, about by his friends, was just a truly optimistic individual, mm-hmm. a young man with a bright future ahead of him. Taylor Robertson was a family man who was just making a living, taking care of his family, doing what he loved to do, 
which is playing uh, Madden 19. As it stands, there's one player in serious condition in the hospital um, and another uh, player who was shot with uh, more minor wounds, and the rest have been discharged since. But um, I have yet to check the Twitter feed of the character, uh, the player in serious condition. Um, last I read was that he has to wait until um, the next day, which has come since come, come and gone to see if he will ever be able to play video games again. Okay. So um, another article I read was of a good friend of Elijah Clayton's, uh, Chew Boy, who was shot and killed. He, his friend uh, lost, went up to the hotel for a quick nap, and 20 minutes later uh, turned on Twitch to find that. His friend was dead. Yes, his good friend was dead. He has survivor's guilt, and he has not been able to unpack his PlayStation 4 and play oh. since the event. So oh. it's an absolute tragedy um, inside of w- what has happened. I refuse to name the shooter. No. Uh, but what I will, uh, since we're f- filling out the, the the situation here before we get into the leaner, meaner parts of this topic and how we're going to talk about it, um, I will let everyone know that he had purchased his guns in Baltimore, Maryland before he had come to Florida. So I don't know if he brought them on a flight or if he drove. He had two pistols that were well-equipped. It was reported that he came from a troubled childhood. Uh, he was a child of divorce and that he didn't take it well. He had seen psychiatrists and he has been on a medication, uh, antidepressants and antipsychotics. Jeez. But- he turned around and purchased guns to bring with him. Now, since uh, I'm going to make this a little uh, shit sandwich here mm-hmm. uh, with a little bit of positive in the middle of it is that EA has since donated a million dollars to the victims. And uh, they have said out loud that they, you know, they've canceled the rest of the tournament. They think this is terrible. They're really mad. They're, you know, it's, it's, uh, they think it's just as bad, right? And this has obviously opened the eyes of everyone in the industry of yeah. esports. <clears throat> oh, obviously. It, it would have to. I mean, it's just... <laughs> it's frustrating that these things have been happening and the signs have been there, but it takes a literal tragedy. It takes the deaths of people for people to enact what they know needs to happen. But I digress to the shit sandwich. Uh, the first of many players, assumingly to follow suit, have sued EA. Good. For lack of security at the event. Um, it was reported that uh, the shooter at a previous tournament had a spat with another player um, over a taxi cab. And that since the uh, uh, that uh, they reported this to EA, mm-hmm. that the shooter uh, seemed to have some issues. Right. Well, there... Gun control in the country is stupid to the point of non-existent, really. Yes. And I, you know, a lot of the blame for that can be squared solely on the shoulders of the NRA Mm -hmm. and their lobbying against gun control laws and everything. It's true. Before we we dive off into that, where, where do you stand, though? Like... As far as... As as gun control is concerned. I think we should state it 
for the obvious so no one you know because everyone's there's so many shades of gray to this and so many people sitting in the black and so many people sitting in the white yeah i don't have an issue with guns me either at all i don't have an issue with people having guns i don't have an issue with responsible people owning using taking care of guns Mm -hmm. you know great if you can handle it awesome i personally am not one to own a gun because I know that if I were to ever pull the trigger on a gun outside of target practice or shooting range or whatever, I would be more likely to turn it on myself than anyone else. That would be my number one reason for not owning a gun. I've got issues. I've got mental issues that I deal with, and I keep them under control. Mm-hmm. And I control them very well. And a gun does not help any of that. No, not at all. And any situation I can think of that would necessitate a gun, Mm -hmm. the gun being in my hands does not improve that situation at all. Okay. So, that's where where I stand with guns. You would sooner be shooting yourself than anyone. Right. In your idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The The only life I have a right to take is my own. Okay. No one else's life belongs to me in such a way that I could kill them. That I could take it. I wouldn't be able to live with that. That's me. And that's quite all right. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat here where um, I'm scared to own a firearm because of the huge responsibility that comes with it. Right. More than anything. Uh, my brother-in-law took me shooting last year. Uh, I shot a hunting rifle. I shot an M4A1. And I shot a pistol. And I had a blast. Oh, yeah. It's fun. It's a good time. Shooting, yeah. No, shooting is, is, yeah. is absolutely fun. Um, I'm getting to the point now where you have things like the Madden tournament shooting. That's right on our fucking doorstep. Oh, yeah. It. This one affected me a lot worse even than the Aurora shooting purely because it, it – it, I mean it's been dropped on our doorstep. Right. It, this involves us so much. You have volunteered at Denver Comic Con for five years now yep. straight, half a decade straight. Yeah. Uh, luckily for you, there hasn't been a shooting, but it's unfortunately places like this that the aggressors – choose to manipulate that they choose to take advantage of they seek a funnel of people so they can stick their gun barrel into the end of that nozzle and pull the trigger to make whatever bullshit fucking statement they want to make because they're hateful hateful people as a product of the hatefulness i'm sure comes from depression and issues before that you know yeah again there's the shades of gray and it's important for everyone to know that we don't cast extreme judgment um, in terms of those things. It's not okay to take your own life. It's right. not okay to take anyone's life. It's you know something you have to leave outside of that. Exactly. As far as my gun stance is concerned in terms of owning, I said I'm scared of doing that. I am strongly more compelled to have a gun now because of the Madden shooting tournament. How would you having a gun in that situation – improve it in that situation and like needing a gun because someone's shooting um i would rather um 
so say you're in a shooting um, or say you're nearest to the door of the room. Okay. The person walks in the room and shoots you. You're dead, right? Mm-hmm. Say you're down and around the corner and you hear the gunshots. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to get hurt either way at the front, right? It's a luck of the draw. Mm-hmm. If I'm at the end of that hallway around the corner and there is no exit and that person is coming down that hallway, I would rather have a gun than not if I am blocked in, if I'm blocked in with my wife. To me, it's more about fighting, going down, and fighting as I'm going down instead of being cattle in said situations. There are too many situations now too many events, too many places. I go to school regularly. My wife goes to nursing school. Where we're in these situations, where we're in these places that these things can happen. And it's scary and it's terrifying. And I'm not going to state when or how or if I'm going to get a gun. Maybe I won't go through with it. Maybe I won't get a gun. Maybe I will. No one's going to know if I ever have a gun on me ever. <laughs> that being said. <laughs> okay. That's that's the reasoning in having it. Okay, so your reasoning is so that you have a fighting chance of getting out of there alive. Versus nothing, yes. Versus nothing. Versus, like I said, a cattle okay, situation. Because so. it's about probability, right? Okay. More than anything. It, well, okay. In this situation, let's say the guy comes in, you're around the corner in a hallway, and you have a gun. And you hear him shoot. Okay? He comes around that corner and sees you holding the gun. What are the odds he shoots first prior to you lifting the gun and having it ready at him? Well, this is a whole other probability situation, right? I'm not about to explain my plan of defense here. Right, right. Now, let's say that he comes around the corner you don't have a gun. He comes around and you're like, hey, man, I don't even play this game. What are your odds of survival then? Who says it's at a game tournament? Well, it, in this situation, it is a game tournament. Okay. That's that's why I'm starting. I'm figuring it as a game tournament. Right. I'm not going to be there. I'm going to hide. I'm going to find I will hide in a trash can if I have to, if I don't have a gun. And that's part of the, the point. Right. Right. Is that it's not, it is a probability game. You know what I mean? And yeah. I don't think that's, those aren't the, you know, I understand the idea of like, maybe it's better to just not have it with you. And like, I do not think it's the Wild West. It is not an honor bound thing. He's not right. going to come around the corner and we're going to be like, draw. You right. know what I mean? This is a life and death situation. And there are more and more people coming and seeking out victims. I refuse to be a victim. We could have an episode for three hours. That is hilarious. There's a guy playing a banjo in a trash can. Thank you for that, Brian. Nice. Uh, we could we could do hypotheticals all day. Right, right. You know what I mean? Well, my, my central point there is that having a gun on you in a situation like this makes you more of a target and thereby lowers your probability of survival. Then, then the guy's walking in the place to shoot people and kill them. There is no my probability if a guy walks into a place. Do you think this guy is hunting for people? Do you think the guy went into the Madden tournament to shoot players? Like he was obviously targeting the players. Do you think he cared who he was shooting at? 
when you do that, if when you are doing something out of anger, which is mm-hmm. undoubtedly what this person is doing, are you picking people out to shoot at them? Like, are you like, oh, that's well, that's that guy's dad who's here supporting him. I'm not going to shoot him. Oh, that's a woman. I'm not going to shoot here. These people are deranged. These right. people have issues. You're right. The probability, I mean, the probability of increasing or decreasing, you know what I mean? Yeah. It depends on the person. But I think, and as far as I'm concerned, anyone who's walking in to shoot these places, they're doing it because there's a funnel of people. They don't care if that person's someone's grandma. They don't care if that person's someone's husband. They're going to shoot everyone that's there. Yeah. I don't think that my probability increases or decreases depending on whether or not I have a gun. As far as right. I'm concerned, they think if they have a gun and they're shooting people in a place I'm in, my probability will always be a hundred percent that i will be shot right and i'm not arguing any of that i'm just saying the likelihood of being an active target increases if you are a threat it's true yeah so if you're if you're there and you're armed and they see you're armed you're going to be you're much more likely to be a target than not yeah so if a guy goes into a place like this and he's got 12 bullets and he shoots 11 people and saves the last one for himself, if there's 11 armed people in there trying to stop him, those are the targets. Yep. More than anybody else. Yeah. So, I mean, once again, my point of me being armed does not help the situation. Me having a gun versus me not having a gun does not improve things. You know okay. what I mean? Let me draw a diagram for you. Let's say okay. this is the entrance here. I'm going to draw a T-shape. Okay? okay. A T-shape hallway. Okay. Where this is the entrance. Right. Okay. Shooter, <clears throat> this is your area right here. A shooter has to come in the hallway uh, angle it down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, there. it's reflecting. Okay. okay. So he's coming down the hallway where the arrow is. Coming up. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Shooter has to turn left or right. Mm-hmm. Okay. If someone is dumb enough to be standing there with a gun when he turns the hallway, that's... Yeah. Yeah. He's going to go that direction. You know what I mean? And I right. think a shooter would love the competition yep. of like, you might as well take me out because I'm going to take myself out anyway. Um, yeah. And they obviously want some some kind of thing. But say you're over here and, and they turns. turn the opposite direction. Yeah. It's not a game of being a hero. But you stay there. Okay. Now, if he starts that direction or he comes at you, I'm not saying... If I were standing right here mm-hmm. and I heard him going that way, I would not hop out and shoot him in the back of the head by any means. Okay. It is not about being a hero. It is about being self-protected, right? Right. So if he goes that way, that's fine. Yeah. If I hear him coming my direction mm-hmm. and shooting, I'm going to wait behind this corner and then he comes out here, right? This is just a hypothetical situation right. in terms of him doing that. Or you hear him go go that way. And you do want to save the class of 12 people people here, the class of 12 people here, the class of 24 people here. It becomes a situation where even if you did want to take a shot at him Mm -hmm. and you know you can nail him, you could stop people from losing wives, husbands. Because also, at the end of the day, it's the right thing to do. If I was here and I had a knife and not a gun, would I sneak up on him? 
no. <laughs> Are you <laughs> kidding me? It's not about being a hero. So it it is also about like weighing that down. But you make a very valid point in the idea that um, when you're yeah, if, if someone walks in and does that. Yep. Oh, who were they aiming for first? You know what I mean? Right. Um, if I had a gun in that situation, I would almost prefer if if it creates a gunfight and this person is more concerned with handling the person with the gun and gives the upper uh, gives the upper show. Uh, I don't understand that, Brian. What? The map. The, the map. You drew out. Oh, all that's your it's, details. It's, it's over. Yeah. Um, the if people came and uh, if you could have a gunfight and in the middle of this hallway, too. Okay. Now you're going to have to show the camera. <laughs> Say you do create a gunfight here, and all of your 12, 12, 24 have been slamming the window trying to break out mm-hmm. and get out of their classroom, mm-hmm. but they haven't been able to and they needed more time. They could do that. When you have a gunfight right here, they could run out this way, but of, of course, when you know if it's a lockdown wherever you're at, they're going to go that direction, obviously. Right. So um, my thinking is not to be that of a hero or you know any situation we were also talking about the tram theory the trolley theory like long time ago oh yeah the trolley <laughs> look at my problem. terrible drawing this is the horrible like <laughs> arrows and like yes. uh numbers and and classrooms and stuff yes. but um as it stands um i at the very least want to know more about guns i think as security increases the odds of this you know now, uh, I, happening decrease i i definitely think that any any American citizen really should have a gun safety and awareness training at some point in their life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Probably around 11 years old. Younger if they can handle it. But it definitely should be part of a regular curriculum in schools. That too. Just because it's so prevalent now. I mean, we also had a shooting at a school here in Denver this week. Mm. Besides... And I mean these these are not necessarily rising in frequency. No. But our awareness of them definitely is. Isn't the biggest uh school I mean, there was even a bigger issue than Columbine or the Aurora Theater ages ago. It was like in the forties. Oh yeah. And I think it was a janitor with a with serious mental issues like uh, blew up a school. Yeah. Of like elementary kids. Oh and yeah. We like and Google ever that, since then like, we've had massacre, bomb threat protocols. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, forties, like fifties, it was a long time ago. Yeah. But this has had been things like this have been happening for a long time. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've always had unstable people. Yes. And we've always had to deal with them. Okay. This has gotten better over time. I know it seems like it's not, but it is. It really is getting better. The more time goes on, the more awareness we have, the more we address it. Mm-hmm. The more that these things are handled. Yeah. But guns continue to be an issue. Right. And I think a lot of it is because of the reactionary culture of social media mm-hmm. where everybody's online screaming, oh, my God, this is a travesty and everything. But then the next one happens. Yep. Here it oh, is. Oh, 1927. Thanks. Let me pull up on the PC one. 1927. The 1927 bombing that remains America's deadliest school massacre. Ninety years ago, a school in Michigan was rigged with explosives in a brutal act that stunned the town. Yeah, so Brian found this on Google. It's a Smithsonian Magazine article. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Feel free to go check it out. 
we're not going to read the whole thing here for you or anything, but it's it. There's oh, wow. proof that yeah. this has been going on for a while. Come check out the video, guys. There's a yeah. picture of this school, and it is absolutely decimated. Yeah, it is. It is rubble. Uh, yeah. So. So, you know, we, we get into those, and, you know, I think yeah. we should keep talking about the event. 38 students killed. 44 people total died. 38 of them were students. Yes. So 38 students. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking at um so. the papers. Uh, I wrote down yeah. a lot of notes for this, yeah. more, more as it pertains, because we don't so, want to go off on a gun control tangent, right? right? Well, I mean, I, I do want to address some of my... Thought bubble solutions for this issue, mm-hmm. specifically regarding gun control. Yeah. I think that anytime something like this happens and gun control is debated at a political level in the government, the NRA should be fined. I agree. I think the NRA should be fined for every life lost. Half a mil. I think it should be a full million for any person injured. And the other half should go to the victim. Okay. Now, regardless of if these people are NRA members or not, if they're just people buying guns and have mental issues or have whatever issues or they go out, they they have an anger management problem, got mad, went out, bought a gun, came home, and shot the person. Mm-hmm. to deal with their anger. I think the NRA should be hit with a fine for that because they stood in the way of any of that being controlled. The point of the fine is to make the NRA realize that they should be at the forefront of this debate. They should not be supporting everyone's right to own a gun. They should be re- supporting any responsible person Mm-hmm. Being able to own a gun, and the biggest issue uh, with the NRA is that their heaviest hand is in paying lobbyists mm-hmm. to coerce our politicians into voting against stricter gun control. Yeah. Right? They they don't want you know their fear is that of you know they have this monopoly here, and that if for any reason anyone's been seen by a mental health professional, that they are afraid that they cannot buy guns. You know what yeah. I mean? And it, it's kind of like a health issue, right? Where a lot of people have mental health issues. I think if you were to drill drill down the basis of people in their existence, everyone has some kind of mental health issue. Absolutely. As to whether or not people are getting help for it is is a difference. You know yeah. what I mean? But if it gets bad enough, people will have to go see professionals. You know what I mean? Yeah. When it goes undoctored, then we get these situations, right? And when they pay off the lobbyists for this uh, absolutionist, yeah. Uh, point of view, it you know that's where they become the culprits. You know what I mean? That's where mm-hmm. they have just a heavy hand, just as heavy a hand in the deaths of these people and the harm of these people. Yeah, you know uh, the the harm they've caused alone by paying off uh, politicians to not allow for better gun control. Yeah, is a problem. You know? Absolutely. So, so I think. I think they should be I think they should be held financially responsible for standing in the way of things like this. I think they shouldn't have a role. I think lobby, lobbyists shouldn't exist. 
I mean, it's well, one thing lobbyists to exist, and lobbyists can do good things. They can. I mean, this is how social change happens: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is that things like this happen, mm-hmm. and then eventually people get fed up. Okay, we've got civil rights because a woman was tired and didn't want to give up her seat on a bus. Right. Okay, and she had enough support behind her mm-hmm. to make it last. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that that type of change, that type of criminal behavior has l- led us to progress to more progression, to advancing as a society. And that's necessary. That's how we change. It's how we grow. That's how we become better. It is. So I understand the point of lobbyists. I don't understand the point of corporate funded lobbyists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, well, there's that, right? And yeah. that's that's just a shade of gay. gray. Yeah. yeah. And the NRA is <laughs> basically a corporate funded lobbyist. Yes. Because most of the contributions outside of dues for the NRA gun manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it, it affects us too in that gun manufacturers put up money to different gaming companies to feature their guns. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many guns are featured in Borderlands? I don't know. You could let me know if you played Borderlands. I'm about to play. But how many of them are actual guns that you could go out and go to a gun shop and buy? In Borderlands? Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Call of Duty. That's a better example. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Okay. Well, what is the... I'm confused here. Hmm? What is, what is the illusion you're drawing? That gun manufacturers are using the NRA and video games to increase their profit margin. And that is a form of lobbying. Okay these things i guess i don't see it as now i'm going to turn to brian for this one uh, okay because he's the perfect example here i'm not sure if you're aware of this but brian owns several guns okay in playing video games all your life brian and i'm not trying to like immediately prove you wrong here or discredit you in your theory rich because that could be their their motive and if that you know um because we don't know what their fucking motive is right or how they're like directly doing that is there uh, is there any kind of correlation in the way you feel about owning your guns and playing games? Like, you've played Call of Duty Black Ops, I know for yeah. a fact. Have you ever used a gun in a game and said, wow, I wish I had this in real life. This is a specific gun that I'd love to shoot? Uh, no. Actually, I have not. Now, you also, like, haven't always been a gun owner. Oh, yeah, I've been a gun owner since I was 16. Okay, well, you had a rifle when you were, like, a... a since you were young, right? Yeah. Your your dad bought you and my my wife, your sister, uh, mm-hmm. rifles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what I want to put there is that we were taught that guns are dangerous. We understand how dangerous guns are. We were taught different rules and ideas of what you should do while holding a gun and understanding that whatever you point that gun at, you better be willing to destroy or that thing is going to destroy you. Good parenting. Exactly. That's yeah. the kind of that's the kind of gun safety and awareness that I'm talking about. Yeah. Exactly. Now, the I think something that detrimentally harms 
um, the the issue of gun safety as well in that way is the absolutionists of gun ownership. Those who are so far right, they can't even see straight. The ones who say on the Facebook posts of gun control ideas that the government can pry their guns from their cold, dead bodies, their hands. Like, yeah. I'm going to get away from the mic for this. Oh, okay. Give me a second. All right. Here we go. No one's going to take your guns. <sighs> guns are the right to bear arms is the second amendment. No one's, we have abolished slavery. Good. That was terrible. People need to defend themselves. We have guns. Guns will never, ever be taken away from you. And if the government wanted to, they can and they will. Do not think (laughs) that in saying that there should be no gun control whatsoever that you're furthering the agenda of anyone other than people who want to take their anger out on innocent people. All right. Here I am. I'm you back. Might, you might not have been far enough away for Brian on that one. So I hope you enjoyed being here. You. Right. You're welcome. I it's you know I'm on my soapbox. There I we don't go. I don't often get on my soapbox to say things like this, but I uh, I feel strongly about it. So yeah. there's that. Despite the fact well, that I want uh, clear and factual and uh, constant background checks. Yeah. That involve uh, mental health. Well, and there are. If you're going to quote the amendment, quote the whole thing. Well, then go ahead. The second amendment supports the citizens' right to bear arms in defense of a well-regulated militia. The point of it is to make sure that the citizens have a way to defend themselves from their own government. And the way of doing that is a militia. A well-regulated militia. So, if you are a citizen with a gun, do you belong to a well-regulated militia? Has that militia trained you? Fuck. And in, instructed you <laughs> on the use of this but gun? Brian could arm a militia <laughs> if he wanted to. Well, and several <laughs> of my family members are that same way. Yeah. I mean, my... My brother-in-law's dad has three gun safes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one of which just for ammunition. Very nice. The other two have so many. But he's a gun collector. He's a mm-hmm. gun guy. He enjoys having these guns. His property has a shooting range on it mm-hmm. so that he can just go out back and fire off some guns. Yep. He'll do skeet shooting. Right. So that's where I did the... Uh, that's why I did my skeet shooting and target shooting was mm-hmm. on his range. Mm-hmm. And lots of fun. Very, very, very safety focused. We were, I mean, before he, before I had a gun in my hands and my dad brought my gun. He has a gun that I stand to inherit. Okay. Which I'm like, well, that's going to go straight to a pawn shop, a pawn shop, or <laughs> scrap metal. Disassemble that thing and take parts of it to... Yeah, Brian's to, raising his hand. <laughs> Brian wants your gun. <laughs> Brian wants my gun. From my cool dead hands. No, all right. Yeah. Sorry. But uh, let us know what you think on the comments on the YouTube or uh, on Facebook or Twitter. 
Oh, I think this this uh, uh, we stand to gain the most YouTube comments we've ever had in this yeah. video <laughs> on the show. But feel free to go back and watch the other but things when we're not talking I understand about. The, I understand the NRA's big problem with the gun control laws is that mm-hmm. who decides the criteria for who can and can't have a gun. Yep. Okay. Say that you're very, very, very outspoken about the government and you want to go and buy a gun, does that disqualify you from buying a gun? Yeah. Because on Facebook, you have just over and over and over and over again proclaimed how you don't trust the government and you're very liberal and all these conservatives can fuck off and die. Right. Does that does that mean you can't own a gun? Even if you've never done anything violent in your life, if you have no record of doing anything violent in your life, you don't have any documented mental issues should you be able to buy a gun just because you're politically ranting on Facebook. Well, I don't think anyone wants to keep the the guns out of the hands of liberals. It's... <laughs> uh, it, it's you. a problem that Thank solves itself. That. It's a, you know, right? No one's like it's yeah. not a it's a problem that solves itself, right? Yeah. Because they're already there, right? So I, but that's the NRA's point: is what criteria is set? Yeah. How do we decide? And then do those gun control laws get stricter? If say, okay, you know what? If you're if you've ever been convicted of a crime, you can't mm-hmm. have a gun. Mm-hmm. If you've ever been seen by a mental care facility or a psychiatrist or psychologist, you cannot get a gun, regardless of what the issue is right. because of HIPAA laws. I mean, who's to say you go to uh, see a psychiatrist uh, just for some normal relationship therapy, right? Right. Or some marriage counseling. Right. But because of HIPAA laws, that can't be disclosed to anyone other than people you give permission for. Yeah, right. So let's say it gets forced through. Yeah, that these things have to be disclosed for the sake of these background checks, and because you went to marriage counseling, yeah. they deem that. Say lawmakers deem well, if you went to marriage counseling, then maybe this guy wants to shoot his wife. He can't have a gun. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then it, 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 you know, that's that's where you know these not you know these absolutionists find their argument mm-hmm. in like you should have access to a gun, mm-hmm. you know, but. Um, Almost, and forgive me if I've interrupted and taken your leeway here, a way that I see a much better way of uh, nipping gun violence at the bud, mass shootings at the bud, these demented white boys who insist on (laughs) killing multiple people at once. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that they're all white. I'm just, you know, um, the most of them are. Uh, The issue there is also I feel like there's a large amount of responsibility on the hand of the professional. Yeah. Who sees these people, um, you know, and must immediately turn around and go, gee, uh, you're dropping bombs behind your back right now as we speak. Well, these are all gifts um, for you. Buddy. I just uh, it's Christmas and Christmas yeah. came early and we're matching today because we, we, we are wearing these shirts. It's really nice. Uh, I think it's up to a psychiatrist to also go into a uh, no no weapon list of some kind you know um leave it up to a professional to decide who can and can't you know what i mean yeah there's nothing we can do when someone who has issues and never gets help um goes out and you know buys a gun but most of the time here's the biggest issue is that a lot of these people go to professionals they have seen professionals every time 
almost they we we hear these backstories about how they've been seeing professionals how they got off of their medication there was a guy around the corner that switched to a new um a new antidepressant mm-hmm. and did not wean off correctly and shot a, a, a full family a mother and three boys killed one of the boys down in westminster and it's because he was off of his meds for yeah. a small amount of time how did he you know, maybe he had guns before the issue arose. Maybe he inherited guns after his mother died. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, situ- these situations are, are rough and tough, right? Because right. there's no ways to, to do this. But when it's so uh, plain cut and dry that these people had issues before, they went to buy guns and got the guns, and they killed people with the guns. And these, situ- these situations are spelled out so clearly. Mm-hmm. That I think makes people, rational people like us, the most angry. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Are there shades of gray? Yeah, let's avoid it. But then you've right. got the the kid that shot up Florida on Valentine's Day this year. Yep. Students at that fucking school were saying, he's going to come shoot us up. Sorry. The students at the school. No, it is laughable. I, it's just. It's laughable. Yeah. The kids were saying, if anyone's going to shoot up the school, it's him. And he got expelled, and they found him with ammunition in his fucking backpack. And then what happened? Yeah. When people are saying it out loud before it happens, and then it happens. When people report it to the police that he is a suspicious-ass motherfucking character. Yeah. And they don't do anything about it until people are gone. Yep. People are dead, and they can't come back. And there's the central point of my argument is when is enough enough? (sighs) When do we draw the line? Do we wait until the next one and bitch about it some more on social media? Or do we contact our or do we get involved in politics and get it changed? Right. How do we send to our, you know, our own lobbyists? You know, how do we find what lobbyists to get behind and send, you know? Well, and what what is the solution? Please. Yeah. What is the solution here? I mean, what? Because like I said, the gray area, where is the line drawn? What do we do? How do we effectively do this? Now, I, I'm about to make a little point here that I think might be a fair solution. I want some feedback on this. But first, I want to quiz Brian on his gun safety. Brian. Boy. Come on up, buddy. <laughs> come on. We didn't put you up a chroma key green screen All right, Brian. for nothing. All You're right. walking down the street. You see a guy holding up a gun. How do you know it's loaded? How do I know it's loaded? You don't. It's always loaded. There you go. You passed the test. An empty gun is just as potentially violent as a loaded one. Because anyone who sees a gun assumes it's loaded. So, we don't restrict the guns. Buy as many guns as you want. Restrict the ammo? Restrict the ammo. Yeah. Well, they kind of okay. do that on 22, don't kind they? Kind of. Yeah, they yeah. they do to a point because what is what is ammo filled with? Explosive. It's filled with gunpowder, which is an explosive. Mm-hmm. So you have to pass a hazmat certification because you're handling explosives. Okay, if you're create what you're saying is like create more layers, create more bureaucracy. So that you have to be really pissed. <laughs> if you're going to go through all of the bureaucracy and the rigor 
rigmarole to buy your ammo just to shoot up a place. It should not be just as damn easy to buy a toy. Exactly. Why do we register cars and not guns? We do register guns. That's not what I meant. Um, What is, why do we... Why do we have to have a driver's license instead of... Thank um, you. That's where I meant to go with it. There we go. Yes. Um, Yeah. A license, I also, I feel, would also be, you know, inherently... And the part of the license process can also be a mental health safety check. Interesting. Have you you seen a professional in the last six months? You know what I mean? Um, By doing this, it can also, I wonder if that would hold any weight in a court sentencing to say um, this person can't plead insanity by taking a test, by being licensed, by being capable of doing this. It would also uh, outweigh the people who try to claim insanity. You know what I mean? I've never understood an insanity plea. It's just that they're not safe of mind. I think that uh, the Aurora Theater shooter had every intention of claiming insanity because of the way he behaved after the shooting. He said he played sock pup. They said he played sock puppets with the paper bags on his hand to reserve the gun residue that he fired for evidence and that he was like playing sock puppets. They eventually came to find um, that he was also um, they didn't let him plead insanity. You know, yeah. um, and he did it as a way to avoid the death warrant oh, okay. or the death. Uh, 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 what is the word? I'm death penalty. For? Sorry. Thank you. Yes. The death penalty. Um, I mean, it's, you know, and he saw professionals before. Did you guys know he was going to college for like neuroscience too? I see you, Boulder. This guy was a no. smart cookie. Well, most of the smart ones. Yeah. eventually go crazy yeah that too so um a little, i think a little too smart have to a garage and built so. some lego models that probably would have helped him <laughs> not lose his mind and go right? on a killing spree or start a podcast where you can like talk and vent about your things yes. people just don't have the right resources too yeah. is another scary thing right yeah so it's it's an issue it's it's a big hairy deal so don't see uh, a lot of women shooters. I've noticed. Uh, yep, that's another thing. Is it, that yeah, not a lot of. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe because we hold them under our thumb with the sexual harassment and overtalk. Oh, Thanks. that too. That too. <laughs> well, there's so many things to to go off here and segue. This became a lot more of a gun control thing yeah, than but, a, a lot less about the event, which you know I want to. I really want right. to talk about esports and the way it's kind of been dumped on our our plate now as individuals. Um, so at this event. Um, I think I already did. I mention that the victims were suing. Yeah, um, they yeah. did. They reported For, that there was an incident before. Um, another big issue with the way they're talking about security and that these things and how they were just a matter of time and how we're just waiting for things to go wrong before we even do do them. When we're looking at the bomb threats, uh, there have been bomb threats and shooting threats at esports tournaments for years. Oh, yeah. And years. Yeah. And years. You were just saying before the podcast that security has increased over the years at Denver Comic Con. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. At Denver Comic Con, the first year that I attended, it was a bag check. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just walked in. I had a backpack. They looked in it. Okay. Go ahead. Nothing. That was it. Yep. Uh, that's all it was. The second year, we were put in the lines. You had to empty your pockets. And do the bag check. Okay. Okay. And then it continued that way for a bit until last year, not this, not the 2018, but 2017 Comic-Con, somebody as part of their costume brought a real firearm. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, there was no ammo. It was 
just a firearm. And his defense was, well, it's not loaded, so it's just a, it's just a prop for me. Mm-hmm. And was expecting to get through the cosplay security with mm-hmm. that. Because anytime you do cosplay at an event, cosplay is always much more heavier scrutinized than just regular attendees because you're carrying weapons typically yeah if you're cosplaying as an ogre from a game you've got a big ass axe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you've got to you've got to prove that it's not a deadly axe it's true to get into that con with it so anybody who cosplays as anything has to check their weapons every time now i've never cosplayed so i would always just get the bag check and then pushed through if i went in costume and had a actual weapon with me i would have had to go through a weapons check at the cosplay booth as part of the entry okay and once a once a weapon passes then it gets an orange band on it uh, basically says it's been checked it's right. safe right so this guy figured he would be able to get orange banded because he didn't have ammo Wow. I don't know why. This was on Friday. <laughs> the following <laughs> Saturday, I saw Umbrella Corporation walking around with bananas in their holsters. <laughs> Love it. All Love weapons. It. All weapons. Yep. Were banned from the con. Yep. Even even Harley Quinns with their giant hammers, banned. No yep. weapons whatsoever allowed. Because of the logic of this guy. And anybody could have that logic, really. You know, well, it doesn't have bullets. It's obviously not deadly. Yeah. yeah. Never mind that you could pull it out, put it in somebody's face. It looks real. They mm-hmm, And anybody, mm-hmm. like Brian said, I, yeah, I was, any gun is I was, a loaded gun. I was searching so hard to find this article. Um, a few years ago, there was a thwarted event shooting like this. I don't remember if it was a, some kind of Comic-Con, some kind of uh, gaming tournament. I think it was more of like in the lines of a gaming tournament or an E3 or a, or a Gamescom. Um, but there were uh, two guys with a trunk full of guns. It was thwarted, mm-hmm. thankfully. Um, which goes to say that, you know, like security, you know, is better, but that might be on the hands of the security guards, right? Who said, yeah. who's to say that it wasn't, you know, more security guards and a little less of metal detectors at these events. But, um, there's those issues, right. And the yeah. way they're like conquered, but then there's also the concerns of, uh, things like the way people are treated at these events too. I mm-hmm. feel like in in this scary way that video games and it makes me really sad because I love video games, but you know, video games do not encourage uh do not encourage face to face uh that's at a high school, Brian. Um mm-hmm. they do not encourage face to face interactions. They do not encourage people to be good to each other. Yeah. In a really sad, scary way with the toxicity of online video games and then um when these people just turn to video games as an outlet when they don't have friends, when they don't have people to go to, when they don't, you know, when they are treated like crap at home and the only thing they can do to escape that is to get online and play a video game. When their only honor is to get good at a video game and if they don't win the video game that they kill people. Right. Or they harass a person to the point they don't even want to play a game anyway, uh, anymore. Right. Uh, serious esports has big toxicity issues. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where 
it's so funny. There might be rivalry in real life sports, but people in real sports don't say terrible things at the same rate um, to other players as they do in esports, right? Mm -hmm. I swear if I had the people in front of me playing Overwatch at a real life game tournament saying the things on the other side of a computer desk to me because I'm kicking their ass Mm -hmm. and they said the things to me that people have said to me online, I didn't. Monitor. I, uh, yeah, I would invite them outside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. go, just say that to my face, and they won't. No, you know what I mean. So there's an issue with the toxicity. Uh, also, uh, stalking issues and harassment. Uh, obviously, cosplay is not consent. That's right. a very popular. Oh yeah, that's sentiment. that's all a big issue over any con you go to. Well, I was doing just some because more... a girl's scantily clad does not mean you get to touch her. Exactly. Um, doesn't mean you get to touch anyone. I see yeah. here a League of Legend professional team, a world class team, so good at what they do, has had issues with fans coming up and twisting their nipples. This is a real problem. <laughs> Yeah, right. It sounds sexy, but it really is. It's not. And it's harassment. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? And that's why we also that then you have the same issue of let's increase security. You know what I mean? If you're right. ready to twist a player's nipple, you better be ready to be booted out of the event. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't get to be here. You don't get to participate because you're harassing someone. Do you think you would get to twist uh uh Cardi B's nipple? At well, a that's concert? Cardi B. <laughs> right, Nicki Sorry. Minaj. Sorry, I was just trying to yeah, go to like the first any celebrity. Do you think yeah. you could do that? Oh, God, do you no. think you could be at the premiere of Pirates of the Caribbean and twist Johnny Depp's nipple no. and still get to stay there? No, no, no. I, w- I, w- I was just bringing it around lighter because we've been heavy for a bit. I know, right? Exactly. No, it's a problem. Uh, another uh, very popular uh, sexual harassment for females, um, female players even, huge yeah. issue with oh, these yeah. things. Um, Isn't one, that the whole Gamergate thing? That There's that too, right? Where the females are just treated like absolute crap for participating, like it's a male-dominated thing. Why yeah. do females have to... Why do men have to... Do you guys... Are you... I'm sorry. Every person involved in Gamergate must be... Not only so vehemently sexist, but also very gay. There's no way that they like getting laid with the way they t- talk about it, women. There's, there's no way. I think that a lot of that is fed by incel culture. That too. All right. And the person who wrote the original article of incel culture has since apologized and said, I did not intend for it to be that taken in that context and i really should have will you uh describe the incel so incel is short for um involuntarily celibate so this is a class of people who believe that they are just fundamentally at their core unfuckable or victims. Or victims because of their unfuckability. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so they feel that the world owes them something. And they feel that every woman owes them something because they are involuntarily celibate. They're not getting laid, and it's because of the way they were born. It pisses them off, and it's every woman's fault. Shootings have occurred because of this, too. Some yes. of these people um, will also be angry about a woman. 
yep. before they enact violence. And I'm sure this happens all over the world where a woman is Absolutely. pursued, they do not give in, and then they are killed because, you know, they do not give in. And that's another really, really, uh, you know, unfortunate thing and an unfortunate way to look at life. Yep. You know. Um, that reminds me of the, so- the psychopath test. What is the psychopath test? Did okay. I just fail it? Was that no, the psychopath no, 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 test? No, no, the question no, no, no. you were just asking? Nope, 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 that was it? Okay. I'm not a psychopath. We'll, we'll see. Oh, okay. Sorry. Here is the psychopath test. Jumping the gun here. No pun intended. Okay. A woman is at her mother's funeral. Mm-hmm. While she's at this funeral, she meets a man who is her absolute soulmate. They have so much in common. All of their interests are the same. She could easily imagine herself spending her life with him. And in all of this interaction, she never gets his name, never gets his number. After the funeral's over, she has no idea who he is. Mm -hmm. The next week, she kills her sister. Why? Whoa. Why does she kill her sister? I'm not answering that. That's a hard question. What do you think? That's really hard. What do you think? Why do you think she kills her sister the week after her mother's funeral? All right. Peggy killed Susan because she would not stop eating those fucking Thin Mints. (laughs) They have been in the freezer for weeks. Congratulations, you're not a psychopath. She thought Susan didn't notice, but God damn it if Peggy didn't see them dwindle one by one until they were gone. Susan deserved to fucking die, okay? Because no one eats Peggy's goddamn Thin Mints. Fair enough. (laughs) Congratulations, you're not a psychopath. Brian, will you answer the question while I go pee? I already know this one. I already know Well, what is your act... What is your answer without knowing the answer so originally my theory was that the sister was the guy's husband originally uh, yeah that was my original thought however the psychopath, psychopath the psychopath yes. well i know this one would have thought she killed the person to see the guy again yep because yeah. there's a chance she'd see him again at her sister's funeral yeah if that was your answer please seek medical help well no hold on this is only one question of who knows how many though there's a longer psychopath test that does oh there's more. a much longer psychopath oh, yeah. test take the longer psychopath <sighs> test and let us know in the comments what you get eh? Yeah, let us know which of you are psychopaths. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You know, I would have no, been seeking help if I did fail I, that test. Oh, oh my absolutely. God. Well, there was a woman I worked with mm-hmm. who said, well, so she'd see him again. And I was like, okay, I want you nowhere near me. <laughs> I want you to seek professional help. Really? You actually said that? No, no, no. I thought that in my head, and I was like, that is that is probably the most accurate answer. Yeah, probably. Uh, there is another one I want to run by you, though. Okay. So you're alone in the woods, and it is pitch black. You pull out your light. What do you see? Do you see a scary dead chick, a corpse, nothing, or a dog? I'm really hoping a dog. <laughs> Go get medical help. <laughs> Why would you be afraid of a dog? 
Oh no, I'm not saying okay. I would be afraid. What? I'm okay. saying I'm hoping I would see a dog. So you're hoping you would see a dog. That sounds scary as fuck. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm hoping to see, not what I actually would see. Yeah, yeah. So, so we should run that by Daniel to see what he would actually see. You're terrified by this thing. That's why I should have okay. specified. Oh, okay. okay. That's yeah. the part you left out. Okay. Yeah, that's what I left I out. My you. apologies. No problem. Yeah. Daniel. I got a question for you. Oh, yeah, sure. If you woke, if you're woke up in the middle of the woods, alone, butt naked, grass stains on your stomach, condom hanging out of your butt, would you tell anybody? I told the police. We're not going camping. It's a joke. <laughs> you ask somebody that, and then, it, and then they're like, would you tell anybody? And they're like, no. Then you'd be like, want to go camping? That, that's the joke. Yeah. That was one of the longer peas I've ever had in my yeah. life. Well, you've been storing it up for a while, you camel. It's Well, basically, I really have had to pee for a while. I was just waiting for a good segue of some kind, but that wasn't right. really it. Uh, fun story. About another uh, stalker went so far as to – so we were talking about the League of Legends players. Um, One guy had a troll griefer who actually had lost to him in tournaments before. It was a – I think it was a guy who either played Street Fighter or Super Smash Bros. Um, Had a guy who lost to him and took it personally and followed him to every tournament he went to just to uh, scream that he sucked during every match. Well, that's just sad. Isn't it? Um, that would still consider stalking. Absolutely, um, yeah. A female gamer uh, had a stalker that went so far as to follow her to Universal Studios with her friends. Oh. Followed her all around the theme park, and then on the very last ride of the day, run, cut in line, and force himself onto the same ride. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's, yeah. The last ride of the day. These things are just scary, um, which, oh, you know. It just, it just sucks that particularly <laughs> as a female, if you're going to be a media personality in these circles, your first your first thing you have to budget for is security. It's true. Pretty much anywhere. Yes. Anyone at any level in as a media personality, if you're a female – and you get popular, the first thing you've got a budget for is security. I have a really uh, sad, I mean, it's, well, eh, I don't know how I want to, how I want to point this out or like say this, but I just want to say it for everyone. Okay. Okay. Um, For anyone listening, any of you who might be fans, like, and you have these issues, and you're disgruntled, like you might be mad, or you think like, "Damn, I can't get laid," or like, "Geez, girls hate me," or um, never go to extremes. Just don't do it. It's not worth it. Whether to kill, whether to harass, whether to make six accounts so you can keep talking to someone, whether you find someone in real life and message them over and over. Um, if they're not interested you in you, don't don't push it be a genuine person you can find people to care about you you can find people worth your time you know what i mean but you can't see a media figure and you know make a million accounts and then reddit posts of like oh why didn't she like me you know um there's a really popular uh, gaming personality named alana pierce who has actually uploaded a youtube video you guys go show, go see her and subscribe to her on patreon she's a hard-working uh and uh an inspirational woman um for those of you who don't know her but need a recap she actually made the video of what she did when kids threatened her online she called their moms oh wow she found the, the son of a nine-year-old, uh, or the mother of a nine-year-old, who said he was going to rape her. 
Oh, wow. And so she found the kid's mom and said, is this, she was texting or emailing or whatever. She said, hi, is this like uh, Scott's mom or whoever the kid was? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, your son said he was going to rape me. And all caps, that little shit. (laughs) And like, it's a top notch video. That's actually how she got discovered and her YouTube kind of blew up um, was when she did these things. But now she's a personality. Um, She uh, records and writes on video games. She likes to review video games and stuff. Uh, She just joined Funhouse from IGN. And she's shown us a video. She had her own stalker issue too, where a guy went on, he made six accounts. Uh, total, he made a, a Reddit of like, how do I get Alana like like me? And people are like, what are you doing? So it eventually became an issue. Um, they got rid of her. She didn't even address him um, for the longest time. But uh, they eventually saw him, despite the fact she uh, he found out that she had a boyfriend before anyone in the world and went on Reddit and said, my life's over because she has a boyfriend. And it's like, well, here's the deal. You needed a different outlet, right? Because there are a million fish in the sea, and I'm sorry it couldn't be that person, but there are other people. You know what I mean? Some people aren't equipped with with coping mechanisms either, which is a really, you know, like, sad and fortunate thing. But if it's ever an issue don't don't reach out and say why can't i have this person or you know like why why don't women sleep out sleep with me reach out and say i need a friend you know what i mean to kind of discover what's wrong with me you know what i mean stop going outwards and blaming other people like there are people uh, one of the most the best ways to get friends is to say there's something wrong with me not don't say there's something wrong with you you're gonna lose people right and that is the fundamental that is the fundamental thing about how the incel culture thinks is that they're essentially being narcissist. Yeah, very much so. They're like, I'm perfect. It's the world that's flawed. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make sense at all. Okay. No one is fundamentally unfuckable. No one. No one. Okay. Everybody has somebody that would be into them. It's true. Okay. If you're. If you think you're an incel, okay, and you're just like, oh, I have no choice. This is just predetermined for me. No. Get you on need, eHarmony. You need to you need to really look at what you're doing. Get that is pushing everyone in your life away. Yeah. Get on Tinder. I mean, I have like some of the most important people in my life have found love because I have forced them to freaking go for it. You know what I mean? Um, I have just, you know, people that are so important to me uh, that thought they would never find love. You know what I mean? That I've told, like, hey, like, you're you're worth something. You absolutely are. Yeah. Get on Tinder. I harass my friends if they need it. And I say get on Tinder. One of them right. now is married. Nice. And that's a big deal. Yeah. They don't want people to know they met on Tinder, though, so I'm not going to say who it was. <laughs> it is staggering but, the amount of people that find their spouse on Tinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is astounding. Well, you put me. your similarities, and then you find each other. Let's go out for coffee. Boom. And you will have something to talk about when you get there. It's yeah. not a blind date. You know what I mean? And at this point, there's nothing wrong with online yeah. dating. Yeah. If you do use Tinder, never set up your first meet as a date always yeah. let's meet for coffee let's be platonic first let's meet for coffee chat in person for 10 minutes and then go our separate ways and let's let's treat people like and see people. where it goes 
unlike uh, the ability of some people in the workplace. Yeah. Excellent segue. I was trying to segue there earlier. I know you but were. were I'm sorry. That's I didn't cool. let you. We had I, other stuff I wrote down so over. much and I wanted to do it. We had it. other stuff to co- go over. I get it. We did. But now we're, we're segueing into our next thing here, which is Riot Games got called out in an article on Kotaku. Am this I saying is that right? some top-notch investigative journalism. Yeah, this, this article this is article. long, detailed, excellent read. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Go to Kotaku.com and look at the sexism at Riot Games article. If you look at uh, the video right now, for those of you um, enjoying the MP4 medium instead of MP3 and getting the most of your experience after liking and subscribing the page and the video, uh, this is the article we're looking at right now. Inside the culture of sexism at Riot Games. Now, what scares me the most is the title of this. Yeah. Inside the culture. The culture of sexism. Brian, will you please Google the definition of culture? Uh, culture is a way of life that defines a populace. Oh, did you already? Am I jumping the gun here? No, I'm just Again? well read. <laughs> oh, well, that works too. Sure. But it's it defines a populace. Yep. The arts and other manifestations of human intellectual achievement regarded collectively. The cultivation of bacteria issues cells. Uh, yeah, that's cell a biological ma- one. Uh, maintain as a verb. Yes. This is terrifying. It, a culture is an establishment. The customary beliefs, social forms, and materials traits of a racial, religious, or social group. Yep. A culture defines you. Yep. And this article has it's exposed in every way that Riot Games is defined well, as people who do not treat women correctly. Here's my thing to it, though, as I was reading the article and everything, and, yeah, the behavior in there is abhorrent. But my, my takeaway from it and what I was gathering in my mind as I was reading it is any ladies out there that are listening to this, or watching this, if you have not encountered sexism at your workplace, let us know on Facebook, Twitter, or in the comments of this YouTube. If you have, let us know on Twitter. No, no. Everyone will say they have. I want to know if you haven't. Ooh, interesting. No, I can see it. I want to know which company out there does not discriminate against women in their policies, their actions, their procedures, especially at corporate level. If I point out um, something that I found to be, um, it was actually on like text from last night or like it was a Reddit feed, I forget. Mm-hmm. Um, but by bringing it up, I'm hypothetically being a James Gunn. Will you promise not to fire me? I promise. Since we're on the subject. Yes. Uh, there was a guy who was working at a counter of a retail store um, and he thought he was like cool with one of his coworkers, and she walked in. She's just like coughing and coughing and coughing. And they had joked before, and he decided to take it to the next level and say, "Hey, did you?" Uh, he thought he said, "I thought she was cool." And then I lean over and I'm like, "Suck too much dick last night." Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, he found himself uh, written up very oh, yeah. quickly. Yeah, um, that that was cool. That that was not a way to address it. 
Now, to be fair, I would say that to a guy I worked with. Right? And that's I, a shade of gray. Yeah. <laughs> All major issues have shades of gray. It's true. All of them. It's true. I think I would feel comfortable saying that to someone I've been able to joke with um, and that I've yeah. known for like maybe five years if I right. knew that they would appreciate the joke. Yeah. This was not someone that he knew that well, it sounds like, before right. said person was written up. Uh, no. I can't. Oh. You would say it to Daniel, probably. Oh. I would say it to anyone. Well, I was to sucking his dick too hard last night. I, I, anyway, I, so. I, I have said that to my <laughs> boss. I, I, when, my, when my boss was pissy one time. He was just in a foul mood, just a foul, angry mood. And I was like, oh, my God, maybe we should call Chris Angel. And he looks at me. He goes, why? And I was like, just to make sure we got a big enough douche to wash all that sand out of your vagina. (laughs) Now, have I said that to a woman? (laughs) Do not let my wife know that you don't like Chris Angel. I didn't say I don't like Chris Angel. I'm just saying he's a douche. There you go. Yeah. Okay. sure. Because that's that's, because those are two different statements. That's fine. Well, no, they're. There's people that you know that you like and everything, but you can freely admit that guy's a douche. He's a buddy of mine. He's a sweetheart to me. But to the world at large, he's a douche. And I've heard people that are like, you know, yeah, I know I dress like a douche. This is about as well-founded as your Evangeline Lilly arguments. Okay. So you don't have any friends that, from an outside perspective, somebody else would look at them and be like, that guy's a douche. And you're still friends with them because of whatever quality that you once shared or whatever. I think Chris Angel's just fine, though. I'm not talking about Chris Angel. I'm talking about the perception of a douche. A guy that would typically be known as a douche. The perception of them. Let's do this in a week. Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. What defines a douche? When is it okay to use words? (laughs) Fair enough. Also true. true. Yeah, that is true. We did, we did define the cock sock. Is he a cock sock? We need to make that popular again. As a well, that's for the female douchebag. I mean, that's also true, but still. Um, women, uh, sexual harassment in the workplace. Can you define yeah. some of the things that, that happened in, uh, to the ladies at Riot? Okay. In well, in the, in, in the article. From what I was reading in the article, there was it was blatant sexism. Like a woman would go into a meeting, present an idea, and just be met with blank stares. And then she asked a coworker that she liked and respected and liked and respected her. She asked him to present that exact same idea in the exact same manner in a meeting. And when he did it, everyone, same attendees, they were all like, oh my God, this is amazing. This idea is awesome. And the only thing that changed is that it was presented by a man and not a woman. It's a big problem. Um, so that let that woman know that she was not her word was not respected. She was not being heard. One of the details I read was that at the end of a PowerPoint presentation, uh, there was a slide that said, remember, no doesn't really mean no. Yeah. And that the female employees in attendance could only look at each other like in disbelief. Like wh- how? Well, I'm sure this has happened and is happening all across the board, and it's been exposed here most importantly because of the fact that this is, you know, like an ongoing issue. What, I mean, uh, all the people to also step forward after this was exposed to say this has happened to us. Mm -hmm. 
you know? Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. it's a big yeah, problem. It is Actually, a big problem. Uh, fun fact about Alana Pierce as well. Um is that she refused? She was actually the the face. Yes, she uh, Charlanazard. <laughs> it's her Twitter. Yeah, that's uh, amazing, isn't it? No, she's super cool. She's from Australia. Uh, oh. She actually said uh, she refused, and IGN had to uh, send out a statement after an ex employee went to GameStop after she was submitted to sexual harassment from a guy who was inappropriately commenting on her clothing as well as another employee's clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was brought up, it was eventually uh, turned around to be blamed on her. She was written up for wearing scantily clad clothing in the way that they turned it around. And uh, this character, uh, the said harasser, is no longer with the company. But um, she made her statement online. She made it public. And then she, uh, Al- Alana Pierce, refused to go on camera until IGN addressed the issue. Nice. To make a statement. And, uh, yeah, a lot of the female employees there were ready to not do something there because they were they were not going to allow it. They were not yeah. allow, going to allow it to stand. And just in hindsight, just looking at the situation, it's really sad and it's really bad because if you're at that age, I remember just getting in trouble for things that I didn't actually do when I was a kid, right? Um, mm-hmm. Being being segregated in class because I had ADHD. Mm-hmm. Um, being disallowed from going on field trips because I had ADHD. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. you know, I was just too much as a person. You know what I mean? To be prejudiced against in, the, in, in these situations is something that happened to this person on top of the sexism in the first place. Yeah. It's abhorrent. Aberrant? Abhorrent? Thank you. Okay, I did it right the first time. I question myself sometimes. Just because I read books doesn't mean I'm smarter. Well, there's reading the written word and then there's hearing it pronounced. And also true. Yes. Also I mean, true. Shout out to everybody who read it as Hermione. Anyway. Same. I did. No, early on. <laughs> until I totally the fourth said book when she oh my actually. Hermione. Until she actually oh wrote me. it out phon- phonetically. Everybody called her Hermione. Fun fact. Someone tweeted. In America anyway. Someone tweeted JK Rowling and said, hold on. The T's silent in Voldemort, right? And J.K. Rowling said, nice. <laughs> First one to get it. <laughs> Damn near a decade after the last book came out. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's retcon those movies. Yeah, right? <laughs> Time to go back and pronounce his name correctly. How do you say name correctly? Voldemort. His, the T is silent. It was like a French thing. A, a French pronunciation. And all I can see is <laughs> Voldemort with his, like, douche dash. <laughs> and Writing poetry on the bank of the river, right? <laughs> Die, mud bloods! I hate them all. I'm a product of I'll incest. I'll never not see him wearing a beret. <laughs> I know, right? Let's Photoshop it later uh, to get back on the sexual harassment. Monsieur thing. Voldemort. Um, Cody has the same issue. Exactly. Uh, with his wife. I wonder how many times she's been employed by a company and not been taken seriously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's it's worse for her being conventionally attractive. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Not, not necessarily specifically attractive, but conventionally attractive. Okay, and I, I understand that. I get that. I just as a guy, you know, as a guy who spent most of his life being immature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and once I grew out of it a little bit and once I hit a certain age I was just like my 
God, I've been an idiot the majority of my life when dealing with women. Same, dude. Okay, and that's and it still flares back every now and then, and I gotta keep it in check. It took some growing up to do. It really did. But I, I had to realize that these, you know, that if I if I were dealing with a woman that I found attractive, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay, not ju- not conventionally attractive, specifically attractive, I would find myself going out of my way to make her happy. Yep. Okay? Not necessarily listening to everything she was saying. Just making her happy. Just doing my, everything I could to make her happy. Happy girlfriend, more sex. Not even if she's my girlfriend. Just if I find her attractive. Okay. So these are strangers. If I if I was in line and there was a woman behind me that I found attractive, I would let her cut in front of me. Oh. Why? Because she might think of me better. And I wonder how many of these women at Riot Games are dealing with that. That too, yeah. Now, that's something that they can't necessarily help. Okay? Mm-hmm. A woman shouldn't... It shouldn't have to be a Muslim country. A woman shouldn't have to be covered up and made uncomfortable just so that she can be taken seriously. She should be able to be herself. She should be able to be as attractive or unattractive as she likes. And we should be able as professionals in whatever industry, men should be able to handle that. But most of us aren't. And it takes a long way to get there. And I think that is a part of what Riot Games was putting out to their people when they would say, when we hire, we're looking for gamers. We're looking for people that are into the game. We want hardcore gamers. We want casual gamers. We want people that know how to communicate with gamers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think what they were secretly saying is you don't necessarily have to be mature enough to handle it. That's a great point. And it's something that they obviously weren't yeah. looking for, right? If if they could cultivate, again with these words, cultivate culture, a a workplace environment where it became normal to treat women like that. I can't, I literally cannot fathom in my head or even imagine. And I know these places exist and then it's real for the same reason that racism exists and sexism and, and, and uh, homophobia exists, mm-hmm. uh, which remind me to say something about homophobia before we're done because I saw something really interesting this week. Um, the, uh, it's, it's, I can't even imagine it. It's so, let alone at a place that is like a multi, it's like a, what they must be worth at least a billion dollars over at Riot because oh, they have like million dollar tournaments and stuff, you know? Yeah. And, uh, uh, the fact that this could exist is so scary. And it's so funny because someone mentioned from the Australia Riot office that they don't have this kind of issue at all. Nope. So, you know, for a fact that it's not something that's brought up from the bottom, it's something that's, Fed down from the top. Yes, they've slowly been poisoned, you know, mm-hmm. um, to to think this behavior is acceptable. Yep. Well, here's the here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Think about any of the jobs you've worked or whatever and all that. What is a common characteristic amongst the salespeople? Mm. To also be, yeah. To be a friend, to 
<laughs> You're so funny, Rich. Well, I've I've seen women play that women salespeople play that up quite a bit. Yeah. But one of the big things I've heard to describe someone who is a go getter, someone who's really good at yeah. their job. They won't take no for an answer. They keep going. It's true. And then so, that issue. In a business situation and you hear someone described as they wouldn't take no for an answer. <laughs> what do you think of that person? Oh. Now, let's say that it's a rape interview. They wouldn't take no for an answer. Yep. Does it correlate? I don't know. No, it totally does because when you go to buy a car, you feel like you're being raped by the salesman intellectually. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's what they do. I mean, is should go we, keep, to should we be a culture that keeps pushing that don't take no for an answer? Right. Because it's, you know, hypothetically disrespectful. Oh, geez. <laughs> I just can't even. It's so rough. It is. It's a hard thing. And it's and it's hard to evaluate your own behavior mm-hmm. and be like, am I like that? No, I'm not like that. And then you think back and you're like, holy shit, there have been situations where I've been like that. Mm-hmm. I Well, I mean, I remember in high school, you know, um, just I don't think I've ever like. I never, I have never stalked a girl. I have um, slapped girls um, on their asses, and in even in high school, the, I don't think the girls even realized how inappropriate that truly was. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and they were usually girls in your cliques that you know, like, would be there. I've seen that happen. That's just you know, kind of like in this in this weird go get them away. Um, that it's supposed to be like a camaraderie thing, but it's also kind of a thing where it's also like, you don't belong to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't belong to you. Like, let's keep our hands to ourselves. And that's, you were bringing up, like there are things in our past that we just didn't know better. We were adolescents. Right. You know what I mean? At our core and since then, and especially in the workplace, that's what taught me the most was getting a job Yep. and being in a place that was like, actually, if I behave like this, my ass is grass. Yep. Um, there was also, uh, I hate to say it, uh, in high school as well, there was a big issue with the treatment of women in one of my, in my winter percussion ensemble that led to one of the players being ejected from the ensemble, uh, purely from bullying and then, uh, exposure. One girl was exposed to another person after being de- uh, depanced. Oh, um, he grabbed too much. Ooh. Said girl who was participating saw too much and didn't want to see it uh. and asked that the behavior be stopped. And unfortunately, um, it became a whole situation that was really bad. But, you know, um, as an adolescent, it's important to learn. I learned at the workplace, but then it's the people that don't learn unless they're punished for it. You yeah. know what I mean? And then there's people who just don't learn and just yeah. go from place to place. Uh, repeatedly being fired for the same behavior um, in terms of being inappropriate. Uh, Door girl at Guitar Center when I worked there Mm -hmm. was, uh, is an ex-porn star. And she was harassed by one of the employees. And immediately he was fired, you know. I already knew he was kind of a pervert in the first place, but he brought it up. I had someone come to the back and go, Hey, you know that door girl, you're the door girl's a porn star, right? And I'm sitting here like uh I actually well I didn't what I actually said to him was, 
I'm sorry, sir. I don't know how that's relevant. Yeah. Because I knew her. Nicest person. Yeah. So nice. Almost like an older sister to me. Yeah. In the way that we could call and, like, I could page her on the phone and joke around with her. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the fact that um, one person got fired for addressing those things with her and that another said uh, uh came back it's oh man she's a porn star you know like that's exciting i'm like that's irrelevant you know what i mean that's a past thing and obviously she's not anymore if she wanted to be doing it she would be doing it let's not bring that up you know yeah. what i mean so it's also a thing out of respect now at that point one would argue they're asking for it hmm who the women uh, that the women are asking for it. And when I say one, I mean the assholes who argue that this behavior is right. acceptable. That, <laughs> and that's, it's a problem, That's an right? argument that I've never understood. Same. I have never understood that. Yep, yep. Okay, let's say that... Let's say that you're out on the street, okay? And you're... It's hot. It's a hot day. You've got your shirt off. You know, you're... Wearing shorts, walking down the street or whatever. And a large, hairy guy comes walking past you, puts a hand on your shoulder and grabs your ass. And he and you're like, what the fuck, dude? Why are you doing that? And he's like, well, you're walking around without a shirt on. I figured you were uh, into it. I don't I don't understand that logic. And that's the logic that a lot of guys make. Oh, man, she was looking hot. She obviously wanted me to touch her. How is that obvious in any way? Yeah, right? I can't wait to live in a day and age. We talk about how, you know, the elders with poor, poor uh, points of view. Yeah. Are gonna, they're going to be gone in a decade. You know what I mean? And that times will go on. And, you know, I think as we, you know... Uh, some people might be annoyed that these things are coming up and yes there's a fear of witch hunts mm-hmm. included in the fact uh of you know us trying to hunt down the people that actually are bad but um kudos to the world and kudos to society for moving these things along you know yeah. what i mean um roseanne Barr, i'm glad disney fired her for what she said are you yeah. kidding me yeah. calling anyone let alone a pol- political advisor a monkey when they're yeah. an african-american not smart right and that was racist that was hateful i don't care she said she was on drugs i don't care uh, if you weren't on drugs yeah that was wrong i'm sorry i did not mean to make this a suddenly broader no. thing and we're no. talking about I the mean, treatment well, of- I, these are the things we keep coming <sighs> back to on the show really it's, it's like people just being terrible I, I think we're just beating we, a dead horse to a point but almost I mean, almost uh i guess i can talk about my thing that i saw that was a uh, homophobic yeah I was driving through Boulder. Okay. And a guy got custom stickers. It was a rainbow set. Yeah. Um, poorly, poorly spaced in terms of design, but he put them on it and said, take the rainbow back, comma, God. Hmm. It's everything wrong with this country in a nutshell. Everything wrong. Now, see, if I saw that, on the back of a person's vehicle, mm-hmm. I would assume they were gay. <laughs> right? That would be my first assumption. That's the next funniest thing, is that I thought that. I was like, oh, what's their message? Because it's all a rainbow. Yeah. And then naturally on the rest of his uh, tail uh, tailgate, he had uh, uh, the American flag and a, and a bald eagle. Yeah. 
by any chance was it a huge truck and when <laughs> you saw the guy get out was, was he like big. five foot two? Oh, i didn't see him get out <laughs> i wanted to fall i've never wanted to rear end someone so badly in my life uh take the rainbow back god go to hell fucking piece of shit leave people alone i can't understand the sentiments of these people it's okay it's you know you would think they'd be wise enough to live in a day and age like this yeah to keep their fucking mouth shut well no a guy like that you can obviously tell he's like god i fucking hate faggots because their cocks are so delicious yeah you know you, you can tell that's what that type of guy is Pretty much. Because it's like, okay, well, if a guy like that walks into a gay club, you know, what is he scared of? Is he scared that some guy is going to, you know, take him out back and do foul Mm -hmm. things to him? And he's like, no. Yeah. Well, then obviously, the logically, the issue is that you're going to say yes (laughs) to being into something like that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So... It's some of them are deeply, you know, riddled with with other issues, right? I mean, some of the biggest homophobes, most of the biggest homophobes, have been found to be gay themselves. Yep. And it was, uh, it was, it was a their own beard in metaphorical form. Yeah, there was, there was a study when I was in college. I don't mm-hmm. know, I don't know if that's been repeated or anything, but they took a, they took groups of guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they had their control group. They had a group of straight guys that were that had no issue with homosexuality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They had a group that was guys that were straight and extremely homophobic. And then they had a group of gay guys. So they had the control group and then group A, B, and C. Yeah. Okay. They showed all of them gay porn. <laughs> okay, and had them hooked up to check their erection. Oh, uh, nice! So they had them hooked up like that uh-huh. to check their for arousal. Uh-huh. The ones who were most aroused was Group B, the homophobes. The homophobes <laughs> can't knock it till you try it. Um, way earlier than 2015. I haven't been in college for 20 years. That's still so, so so funny to say and for them to do those things. What, Yeah. what do we, I didn't mean to go off, you know, get us on those things. And we obviously don't appreciate people that are homophobic, but how do we, how do we round it back to make a statement about the, the things about the girls and the way the sexism exists in the industry? I think the only way to really address it is to be more aware in our interactions with people in general. Yeah, right. Because, I mean, how do you... Like I said, I've noticed that I treat people differently if I find them more attractive. You know what pissed me off? Hmm. I'm sorry. This is another great point to make. Working as a server, as a waiter... Yep. At a restaurant. You know what still goes on? Mm-hmm. Honey. Sweetie. Yep. The pet talk. Yeah. Brian just pitched in. He gets that daily. I uh when I was there, you know, <laughs> I did not I did not appreciate that. Coming from uh really professional surroundings before, I've yeah. worked in a corporate office. 
where you know like there is a large professionalism to be had and going getting down to the next level and then hearing my managers say uh my male manager saying yes sweetie hold on a second to a waiter who needs help these are married men who do not mean in a form of ownership to address these women like this they do not mean in a i'm i'm sexually attracted to you way of saying this but does it keep the culture of sexism alive i strongly think so I strongly think so. Now, there's the devil's advocate of like, it's like a, hey, bro, dude, it's calling each other these things. You know what? I'm not going to call someone that's not my wife, sweetie, honey, baby. Like that's, it's just too much. And that culture is oddly alive in the food industry of waiters and and people like that. So I, it's tough. It's, it's tough and it's rough and it drove me nuts. In the food (laughs) industry, specifically restaurants, it takes a special brand of crazy to just do that work. I I can definitely agree with that. (laughs) I mean, I, I worked in a restaurant for, a week and a half, mm-hmm. just long enough to realize that there is no way in any version of hell that someone deserves me as their server. I I, I am not cut out for that work at all. But managers would, I mean, they would take a break and then go out back and just get nailed by the chef and then come back to work and see their husband and go up and kiss him. And it was just like, it wasn't necessarily immoral. It was just the emotion rose to such a pitch just because it's so hectic and so crazy. It's true. On a, on a line like that, it's just so freaking nuts that you need an outlet. It's true. Um, man, there are some things that I could say about the food biz that are so inappropriate yeah. and things that, you know, go along with that. A large amount of cheating occurs, I feel like. I have seen so many scenarios where people cheat on their significant others with managers at work. But a lot, the only time I've ever seen it, at least in my scenario, was at the food biz industry you know Mm -hmm. what i mean knowing people personally and then hearing stories of the past where these people like meet and then these occur at these places and it's like it's sickening that they need that kind of outlet but it also says something about the food food biz industry in the first place yep you know what i mean and how crazy all of that work is i was lucky to stay neutral and get away from it when i did but I mean, there, there's a, yeah, you're 100% correct in assuming that there's a whole new breed of crazy, you know what I yep. mean? Maybe that's where we start in terms of like getting people to stop treating women like shit in the workplace. Well, maybe not treating each other like shit in the workplace. But no, we're talking about women though. We need right. to make it specific because women get treated worse than men get treated. Absolutely. Work. Definitely. And in life in general, obviously, but this is there there's a reason feminists exist, unfortunately. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? It's because it's a pure and simple fact. Yeah. Well and the thing is and the thing is that as guys, just when it comes to interacting with females, we're idiots. We're dumb. We don't get it. We don't think the we're, same way. We're privileged. We're also privileged. We're bigger. We're louder. 
or stronger. Whether it be biologically or just otherwise. just how it is. Yeah. Okay. It's not not saying anything about anything else. I mean, most men are way taller than their wives. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's and there's. I'm talking broad strokes. I'm not talking specifics. Mm-hmm. And so we. And women will default to. He's my protector. He's my husband. He will defend me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we we fall into these stereotypes. They've been there for years. It's so true. There are reasons they're stereotypes. But they're breaking over time. And they're breaking over time. And it's by being aware of them and addressing them mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they improve mm-hmm. over time. So, so it, it doesn't help if we just kind of pretend it doesn't happen or avoid it or whatever. It helps if we address that we're doing it, accept it, and are mindful of doing better. Okay, I, I obviously cannot change the things I did yesterday. I mean, that's kind of my central motto every day when I wake up. I'm not trying to be better than you. It's true. I'm trying to be better than me yesterday. That's all we can do. Yep. Is just try to be better than the day before. Yep. We've come a long way since high school. We really have. In treating women correctly. Yeah, not People, being total shit bags. Yeah, basically, not being a piece of shit. Ladies, uh, reach out. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know how we can do better. We love you so strictly platonically. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I'm not. I love you as best a person can love another person without being romantically involved. It's so true. Just for the same reason we got your back if you're LGBTQ, the same way we've got your back if you are any color of uh, skin. We got your back if you're a girl, too. We got your back however you identify. Exactly. However you identify. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. Take us home, Daddy. Thank you for listening to When Daniel Met Rich. Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Liking, subscribe on YouTube. Instagram stuff is coming soon, I, I assure you. I, have to, so I have to sort through my phone and find the appropriate pictures because my phone is filled with so much porn. Lots of pornography. So much porn. It's a little box of filth. It's not really even a phone anymore. It's just a filth box. Yeah. Let's lighten the mood. I came over once. I came over once. I know you're trying to bring it. I know you're trying to stop. No, this I, is a story I, that deserves this is, relating. Yeah, definitely. I actually, uh, we came over once, and we came over a little sooner than I think you expected, and you totally weren't ready, and you ran upstairs to grab Christy, and we came in, and uh, I, I look at your phone on the counter, and there's this big titty woman just fucking gagging on a gigantic dick. And she's just fucking going to town on this thing. And you left it open and on the counter. And I think you weren't expecting us to be home. So you were partaking in the pornography. And you run upstairs and we're waiting for you to get ready and get Christy ready. And I'm like, oh, geez. What if he's, like, embarrassed if he thinks we saw this? So I go to lock your phone. And instead I snapshot the screen (laughs) of the porn on there. Yeah. I was like, uh oh. I didn't know. Like, I didn't know at that point. I wasn't sure. <laughs> so I tried to save your dignity there, but little did I know you didn't give a shit. <laughs> no. 
I, I was like, I should lock this. <laughs> as has been previously stated, I have a very different relationship with porn than most people do, and that it's 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 true. It's, it's not necessarily sexual to me when I'm looking at it. I not look at it all the time. Yeah, it might be it might be a problem. I don't know. I might, <laughs> I might my. Addiction level may have hit problem area. I don't know. Next time on when Daniel met, we'll Rich. find out. <laughs> I'm a porn addict. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm no. a, oh, I'm definitely a porn addict. But you're like actively date. like jerking during the porn addiction podcast, <laughs> just like watching it. Just like what is that? Join us for when I'm pantsless. Yeah, no. right. No. Sorry to hijack so your I outro. There really went like creepy there all of a sudden, and I apologize for that. I'm trying to be less of a creep. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Listen next time. We'll see you next week. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Remember me. (laughs) Remember me. Don't get us sued by the makers of Coco. Yeah, what if we get, like, flagged because we were... (laughs) Disney, don't fire us. Hit the button, Brian.